0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. We keep it moving, yeah. We do.
1: Bonjour, buongiorno, buonasera, has I probably butchered all of those languages, Uh, and for that, lo siento, I'll just keep it classic. Hola, como estas? Bienvenidos. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lo von Rumpf, and I'm so happy to be here. As always, I'm so happy to be here with you today, and I hope you're having a good week. Hope you're having a good day so far, and if you're not, don't you worry, Boo Boo. This show is about to turn your frown upside down. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. The gays are twerking. It's a great time to be alive. It's Pride Month. It's the start of summer. It's a lot to look forward to. I mean, depending on where you're listening to this podcast, most places, I'm assuming it's summer season. Some people, I think Australia is going through flu season right now. We're heading into winter. But hopefully, wherever you are enjoying this podcast, you're getting some vitamin D. In small increments, wearing an SPF, of course, we don't want you to wrinkle up and look like an old coach bag. So don't forget to put on that SPF. Today, we're diving into international waters. Oh, yes, the podcast is going global. Well, (laughs) not really. Uh, We're just dipping our toes in the global market because we have a very special topic with one of my favorite guests we've ever had on the Low Life Podcast, favorite person in my life. He's an actor, a singer, an activist, a humanitarian and unofficial co-host of the Low Life Podcast. I'm talking about the one and only Elliot Knight. So Elliot's from the UK, so he's my European import. So on today's show, we're going to dive into a big part of European culture, specifically the entertainment and television world that Elliot is very well-versed in, and I knew nothing about. So this was a learning experience for me that I thoroughly enjoyed. So Elliot invited me over to his place to watch a show that he loves. And when I say he's well-versed on this topic, like, let's just put it this way. Comparison for you, the low lifers, like my love for Selena Quintanilla, or Mariah Carey, how comfortable I am in that space. This is his Mariah Carey, Selena Quintanilla. We're talking about Eurovision, not the movie, the Will Ferrell movie, the actual show, but there's so much more to it. So we're going to dive into that because it is a fascinating world. I loved watching it and I thought, okay, we'll watch the show and then we'll do like a couple hours of podcasting together. Ellie and I could definitely keep a conversation going. We could banter for hours, but this week set a whole new record, a whole new life record for me. This has never been done before. We started recording and then one hour turned into like five hours, (laughs) five hours of recording a podcast. Like my equipment, my podcast equipment, like just Started to steam up and just like shut down. Like it didn't understand how people could keep a conversation going for that long with like no pauses. So (laughs) don't worry, this isn't a five hour episode, but (laughs) there's definitely some golden nuggets throughout this episode. And then we're going to have to continue it. We're going to have to have like a two, three part special with Elliot, which is going to be great. I love all my friends and feel a special bond with each and every close friend in my life. But there's something about Elliot Knight, my God, that I think it's a safety that I feel, and I could talk about everything and anything. There's nothing off limits ever with him. And to be able to talk about, I mean, everything from finances to sex, to racism, to gender, just anything in life, really, though, like there's really no topic off limits and there's no filter. And I'm never worried about being judged or what he's going to think about me. Like if it's going to be in a negative way, like it's a very healthy place to be in a relationship with someone because there's a comfort level there with us, which is amazing. It's kind of like a pair of shoes. Like you have that one pair of boots. Well, at least I do. I have one pair of boots that I could be in all day just because they're worn in. They're comfortable. I know they fit perfect. They go with pretty much every outfit. I love them. They're like staples. That's Elliot Knight. He's my staple boot. So (laughs) I just feel, again, super comfortable and I could spend all day talking to this guy, which is wild to me. And we did just that. On this episode, we're covering something that brings Elliot so much joy in his life, and in tune brings me joy, and now it's going to bring you joy as a listener. I love having these conversations with him because we have very different perspectives. We were raised in different worlds. And of course, there are a lot of similarities between us, but my favorite thing is to learn about all the differences and how he was raised and what influenced him in his life. And well, this is one thing that definitely influenced him. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. We're taking a trip to Europe, fam. Buckle up. Let's go. (gasps) And... We're here. I have a very special guest, (laughs) just sipping on his tea. It's perfectly appropriate because I have one of the most incredible men in my life. I have Sir Elliot Knight. Sir, I think so. Aren't you? you We're united. I am officially
2: united by the Queen. Actually, not a lot of people know that. What? That's the only way you have the last name Knight. Did you not know that? Hold on. Yes. Wait. (laughs) Are you like royalty? Yeah. When I was eight, through like a school program.
1: What? kidding.
2: (laughs) Acting. Oh, Oh, I was like, was it like Make-A-Wish
1: situation? The reason why I'm asking is because the royal family is notorious for not loving people of color. Oh. So, that being said, oh, there's that. What? I just know what with Meghan Markle, and they're like, no, Meghan, get out of the castle, and you'll (laughs) never be a royal. So, for you, a man, uh, you're a 50-50 mocha blend. That's right. I love when you describe me. So, I love when you racially profile me. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I'm wondering like tom jones was knighted of course he was yeah he should be kind of legend legend. i'm so okay i just gotta just take it back a moment (laughs) and just set the scene all right so i'm here with elliot at his place (sighs) in downtown los angeles Mm. the last time i was here with you was oh god i think it was back in like december yeah we did a podcast but it was prime time covid (laughs) wasn't it i don't remember that far back. I go about like two weeks. Oh, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like November, December. I know this much. After I did the episode with you, I quarantined for two weeks because I thought you might be uh, disease ridden. What the hell? Leper. <laughs> um, I thought you might have the Rona. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to think. Was I, I coughing don't know. a bunch? On no, the... you okay. were actually completely fine. Oh. But I don't know. At that time, we don't know what the hell to expect. No, it's, you're right. It's not like, and I know you were really safe and not going out anywhere. And like, it was a stay at home order back then. But you're right. It was much more paranoid times than for everyone. We didn't know what's going on. It was not vaccine times, that's for sure. No. Yeah, no. No, people were not even seeing each other, really. No. Like we snuck yeah, to we see did. each other into a podcast. Beyond the
2: military. It was such a nice little wartime drama. Well, it wasn't
1: December because the pandemic didn't hit until February, March. What are you talking about? It's 2021. We're like a year into this. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> now the pandemic hit in March of last year. Didn't it? What month is Am it? I on drugs? <laughs> what's, wait. We, what's happening? I feel like I'm in the freaking twilight zone. Yeah, twenty you're right. Yeah. A month and a co- a year and a couple months ago. Regardless, <laughs> it was pandemic times yes. when we first recorded. Now it's not, and Elliot is doing this episode, and we are mask-free. Oh. We are vaccine. We are vax-waxed oh. as close as can be. Get it? Elliot is literally inside me right now as we <laughs> record <laughs> this. Just casually, just. Uh, do you placing... have to put a little e on the podcast now. You said that. Is that how that works? Just gave it the e. Explicit oh, rating. Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> And now we're here, which just feels really good. Welcome to the Low Life Podcast, Elliot. Yay! Sir Elliot Knight. I am so happy. So we have a lot to unpack. Oh so God. you are a highly requested uh, guest from the Low Lifers. They yeah. loved you. You really you, resonated with the people. You tell me that so often. Yeah. It blows my mind every time. I get requests all the time. Bring Elliot back. Like, why is he not? What's going on? Well, like, I'm here. <laughs> Don't be disappointed. And, and, and now you're finally here. <laughs> okay, so I want to start off. I was like, what should we do for this episode? There's so many directions we can go, Elliot. Mm-hmm. So last night we were supposed to record. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> well, it's kind of on both of us. Because I got here it is. late. Which uh, was not your fault. Crazy traffic. Very bad. And yep. then we watched the Tina Turner documentary. Ugh, we did. Also known <laughs> as the Whitney Duck. I... Not. <laughs> it's not. You confuse two. Well, it took me a minute. There's a lot going on with these two women. I didn't realize. Completely different lives. Okay. Completely different voices, right. careers. Two separate icons. True. But I understand true. that yeah. they're both... I had a, a, a quick brain lapse, but vocalists. yes. Tina, the queen. Oh, they didn't play one clip of us singing Goldeneye. No. Well... I wonder if they didn't uh, sign the rights over to it. That's oh, why they didn't include it. Oh, good old rights. So we watched that, and then I thought, okay... I want to talk about that on the podcast because that documentary profoundly affected me. And I'm a huge Tina Turner fan. Yeah. So we're going to get into that. Uh, But before we get into that, God, we've been spending a lot of time together. I know. It's been my favorite. I loved it. I loved yesterday. Even though we were supposed to record and that
2: was the plan. It was nice. We ended up just hanging out and having a little day. Yeah. And I was obsessed with it.
1: It was kind of nice not to have to worry about podcasting and just organically go with it. Yeah. Um, And because watching a show or movie and you have about i'd say a, like an eight-hour window oh that's quite large maybe even shorter than that mm-hmm. will you start your days at five o'clock in the morning well okay or six it's very early it's, yeah six is fast. and you'll six. usually bike about 10 miles that's true and then 10 miles back yes and then you'll do some more dancing and cardio when you get home that's right and a workout in between and then you'll have like two vegan cookies Two packs of vegan cookies. And and then you're ready to like call it a day. That's absolutely correct. That's my life. And at the end of that, after your second pack of cookies, that's when I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yes! So I was comatose co- on the sofa. Yeah. So I'm like, let's not put the pressure on it. And then now Very we're generous. recording the next day, <sighs> the morning after. That's right. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. So oh, no. I want to talk about something that... Is so important for your life. Okay, let me get prepped. Get ready oh. on your little. Oh, by the way, so I, I like to give a visual. We're in Elliot's beautiful loft. It's oh. a very expensive place to live. Oh, yeah, high very end rich. real estate. <laughs> <laughs> very wealthy. Nothing. But and money. Um, no, I like this building because it, f- <laughs> it feels like a, like Gossip Girl, or you never watched it. Not one mm. episode. It feels like Blair Waldorf or something would live here. Like whom? Oh. F- it's just a really cool spot. Like high ceilings, um, like artist artisty vibe, yes. like cement, uh, brick. That doesn't sound great. It's like industrial, but like sexy. Okay. Like an artist that like is very successful, lives yes. here. Oh. There's a cacti behind you, big windows. You see like the city.
2: <laughs> you see a wall. It's a brick wall.
1: You see a brick wall. Not one bit of any city. Like prison. But you know. <laughs> But it's beautiful on the inside. <laughs> it's so, like us. Exactly. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little bit more of your scalp? Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. I'm excited to have Nutrafol as a sponsor because I use it. I love it. I'm a big fan of this company. I've noticed a big difference in my skin, nails, hair. Even my sleep has improved since I started taking this. Now I have the queen taking it too, and it has been a game changer for her hair take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. I'm all about leveling up with my low lifers this year. As a fashion stylist, the first place I want to start, of course, is leveling up your closet. But I don't want you to break the bank. You don't got to spend a lot of money, honey. Design on a dime, boo. You can still elevate your closet on a budget. We want you to save some money here. So I'm happy to have Quince as a sponsor. They are here for us. They're going to take good care of us. At Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at affordable prices. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Oh, they're amazing. I bought these beautiful silk pillowcases for my bed. I got a cute jacket, a cozy cashmere cardigan, and navy blue joggers. I'm obsessed with. These are staple pieces for my closet that will not go out of style, and I was able to save some money by partnering directly with top factories. Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings onto us. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com/lowlife for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q u i n c e.com/lowlife to get free shipping and 365-day returns. quince.com/lowlife I love me a good edible moment. I talk about it all the time on this show. And so I was so excited that Via became a sponsor of the Low Life Podcast. Oh, this is a dream partnership because I love their edibles. They're so delicious. And they're coming on right in time for Valentine's Day. Vi has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increases the blood flow, and intensifies any sexual experience, even if it's a solo experience. It's going to be amazing with this gummy. The strawberry-flavored one is my favorite. They're vegan. Organic ingredients are used. They have zero THC products as well. So if you're not down for THC, that's okay, boo. Their CBD line is amazing too, which is really great for sleep, focus, and energy. Their products range from 2 milligrams to 50 milligrams of THC, so there's definitely something for everybody. My favorite part about this sponsor is that they ship to all 50 states legally with discrete packaging directly to your door. It makes it so easy breezy for you, no medical card required. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code LOWLIFE to receive 15% off plus one free sample of their Sleepy Dreams gummies. 21 and over. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code LOWLIFE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. So Elliot and on the outside, bitch. Uh, had called me and said, do you want to come over? This was last week. Yep, And you asked if I wanted to watch a specific show. And you said, do you want to watch Eurovision? First of all, I'm not familiar with it. I didn't grow up watching Eurovision. Right. And when you said that, I thought you were talking about the Will Ferrell movie, which... No. Okay. No, I'm well, not. People love it. I people think. don't have a clue. I think that movie actually didn't do very well. So I'm like, well, I don't think that movie's very good, but I'm down for whatever Elliot wants to throw my way.
2: Well, like Eurovision, it was not very good, but I don't think its quality is the charm of it. I think it's... Mm. Eurovision the film was like a fun little moment of Americans ruining something as is standard
1: a lot of the time. Sorry. We're going to get into that it's too. It's true. We're, we're going to get into America American versus... American war politics. Yeah, oh <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the show. I want to talk about like, well, that's later, but let's okay. go into Eurovision. Uh, I didn't realize that it was such a huge thing. Eurovision's huge in in Europe. It happens once a year. But yes. For my listeners who have no idea Which what it be is, besides everyone. the Will Ferrell reference, okay. Most people, well, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people listening know what Eurovision is, but it's it's more than just a show. And when I found out it was a TV show, my comparison to it would be like, oh, like a season of The Masked Singer, or uh, The Voice, or American Idol, or like all of the reality shows we have here, right. No, 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 sir. This is no, ma'am. This the world stage.
2: So Eurovision, the Eurovision Song Contest. Share it with the listeners. Obsessed. Mm-hmm. You're halfway right. Mm-hmm. For everyone who doesn't know, imagine a world where uh, X Factor, American Idol, whatever it is. Imagine American Idol across the entire world, minus America, meets the Hunger Games. And one nominee from each nation must represent their country in a battle of song, and only one can be victorious. Wow. Oof. And who votes? The entire of Europe. Well, we'll get into that, actually, because okay. the simple version is all of Europe votes, every country in Europe. That started out with eight countries. So the very first Eurovision Song Contest was like 60 years ago, it was in 1956. Wow. Yeah, so this has happened every single year apart from one year, which was 2020 because of COVID. Oh. That is the only year that it's not existed. But every year apart from that, all these nations come together and they have a massive European idol called Eurovision where they write an original song, they perform it and all of Europe votes and then the winner is declared. And all they win is a trophy.
1: So your parents watched it. My dad watched it. Your grandparents watched it. Well, sure. It's generational. Okay, it is. It's It's brought families together. I don't think my mom's family cared about it that much. I'm going to guess. But I'm curious because Ricky Gervais uh, tweeted something out like, the only thing worse than... Uh, I forgot what the joke was. I'm going to f- ruin it. But basically, like, Eurovision's trash. <laughs> and, he, and I love Ricky Gervais, but he was like, I'm watching this and it's just like a sad excuse for European <laughs> talent. And I was like, oh, wow. But because I watched and I was like, this is iconic. It's incredible. It's
2: incredible. And I'm so glad we watched it together. It made me so happy.
1: I thought we'd be watching a one hour program. <laughs> it's like four hours. It was four hours long. And you were, it was a surprise for you.
2: I loved every minute of it I know And we We only watched half What? We skipped the whole middle No we didn't So the format of the show We did The format of the show Is the first like Hour and a half Two hours Is all of the songs Back to back No breaks Nothing Just performance No commercials No commercials Is that true? Yeah no I don't think so not in the UK anyway, because it's on BBC and there are no commercials on the well, BBC. Well, let me just
1: tell the listeners, you're going to want to watch this after uh, Elliot's Streaming done. live on Peacock. You think he has shares in Eurovision. You really he would. <laughs> He's selling it hard, Eurovision but it's Google on phones. Peacock. And that's probably why a lot of people in the United States who were born and raised in America, are not familiar with it because they didn't have access to it besides the internet right uh but it's not on like a major news newsnet or a program right like it's nbc not. or something i
2: think this is the first Until year it's it ever was. been officially televised in the u.s whenever i've been here oh, before wow. and tried to watch it you're like trying to find the link online nothing works and you can't do that so i'm thrilled uh, that peacock picked it up and streamed the entire event live the peacock's nbc nbc the nbc free free streaming app it's a pretty good app it's amazing
1: I yeah. love it. They're not a sponsor, but no. that'd be great for them Just to wait. be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's in the States. So if people want to watch it, yes. they can check it out on Peacock. Yes. And, okay, now let's get into it. Let's oh my it.
2: gosh. Okay.
1: <laughs> There's so much information. So I only,
2: I didn't know that much about your revision. I found out. I did a little bit of research for you because I'm obsessed with you. Thank and I wanted you. to come prepared. I learned so much <laughs> that your I've your tried little to make you <laughs> to have one, your little a little notes. of paper scribbled in notes. But... So Eurovision is huge. It's happened every year apart from 2020. I think when it started, about 75 million people tuned in and watched it live. And this is in the 50s, when people barely have TVs. And I think that Eurovision started as, it was right after the Second World War, and it was to show Europe coming together. I think the countries wanted to display European uh, teamwork and Mm. camaraderie. And so they decided to do a song contest. Britain already had one that they did within Britain. And so some European countries got together and copied it. And there were only eight countries in the very first one. But it, I think it was pretty popular. And they decided to keep doing it each year. And each year they invited new countries to be a part of it. So until now, I think the one we watched this year, there were 39 countries that participated. They each deliver an original song that gets voted on in their own country for who they want to represent them at the Eurovision Song Contest. And then they battle it out. And it's the most entertaining show on the planet. Wow.
1: Wow. I will say the original songs really do it for me. Yes. Because it's music I've never heard before. Every year. And it's a lot of it's like obscure, like what is going on right now? Yes.
2: And it can be in any language. There are countries that aren't typically European that are a part of it now.
1: Kazakhstan.
2: No. Um, mm-hmm. Azerbaijan. yes. Oh,
1: Azerbaijan.
2: Australia is actually in it now, competes, which makes no sense. I don't know why they're invited. But European. Basically, everyone but America. And I think that's why no one here knows about it. because
1: Why isn't America included? Because they're in everything. Let and- the superpower in. across <laughs> America. I just don't think, I think Europe wants a break. Probably because we'd win. Probably because we dominate. I love that I'm so pro-America. Disgusting. It comes out with you because you are... <laughs> I just, I, when I talk about America with you, though, you're always like, it's nothing but a bunch of racist gun <laughs>
2: shooting, meat <laughs> eating.
0: I well,
1: know. I'll say this with Eurovision,
2: and you know this from just watching one show. There's such a celebration of culture Uh, language identity that is part of the fabric of what Eurovision is today that's so inclusive so colorful so beautiful Mm. that America's very red white and blue and it's like there's green and yellow and pink
1: and some glitter also and a bunch of other things there's not really a lot of room for here a lot of the time fair enough I will say this much I love America I sure do RuPaul's Drag Race is such a thing here. Mm. Of course, it started with the gays love it, our alphabet people, LGBTQ up in the house. Mm. And the drag world has been around forever. I mean, it started back in the 60s, 70s. It really got steam. 80s, it took off and like, the rest is history. But that being said, now RuPaul, bless... Herself, uh, she's brought it to the hearts and minds of everybody in America. So there are a lot of straight people and young kids and older people, and they're being exposed to RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. and they're given the f- yeah, and they're just love, And there's the wigs and the glitter and the choreography and the lip sync battles and lip sync for your life. And specifically in the gay community, RuPaul's Drag Race is. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's, a th- it's There's RuPaul drag race parties that happen, mm-hmm. viewing parties and people love it. Um, at like on uh, what's it called Gay Row, which is in West Hollywood, Gay Town. What is that called? Santa Monica, like the gayest boys part. town. WeHo, WeHo, WeHo. My God, how did you oh, forget? What's happening? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm super butch. <laughs> I'm like where all those homos go. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gay Town. In WeHo, they they actually have RuPaul Drag Race nights. I've gone to a couple of them. Oh, at Hamburger Mary's? Hamburger Mary's does it. Uh, Mickey's, like all of them do some sort of a celebratory situation for right. RuPaul's Drag Race.
2: And you've never seen a Eurovision event in Boys Town? Never. That's insane. No. Anyone listening from Europe or the UK or anywhere that gets Eurovision
1: would be shocked. Sorry. At that. Oh, that's, oh that's, that's Canadian. Yeah. Is Canada in Europe? No. Sorry. No. Uh, no. Right? No. <laughs> I know Canada's not in Europe, but I thought maybe they sneaked in like <laughs> Australia.
2: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Oh. F- not that. that t- anything touching America, America is not allowed. I think that's the official rule. So,
1: Cuteeies RuPaul's Drag Race is great. Yeah. But I'm just going to say this strong statement. Uh-uh. Eurovision I love it more than RuPaul's. It trumps it. I hate that word, but like it definitely <gasps> trumps Wow, RuPaul's. Wow. I, it's way more entertaining for me because the original music. Yes. I'm getting different languages, Ugh. different shapes and sizes. Yeah, There's this like 200 pound woman belting it out. There's this <sighs> tiny little Norwegian. Ugh. There's this little Icelandic. Oh, Ukraine. Ukraine. She's uh, albino. Uh, yeah. uh, this like albino lady with... <laughs> <laughs> Are you so sure you you watched it? Okay. But, <laughs> Everyone you're describing wasn't in it. What's <laughs> happening. So it was fascinating to watch. But you know what impressed me even more mm. is I we're watching it and I'm picking my favorites. You're picking your favorites. Ugh. We agreed on most. Yep. But then we didn't And we what really didn't. fascinated me though Was the act that you ended up loving, loving. Was this shrieking sound what? From this demon okay. woman The albino demon woman from <laughs> Finland <laughs> First Ukraine Ukraine, sorry no, Nothing was right in that sense <sighs> <laughs> Okay, so she comes on the stage Yes And she's rocking like a, a green uh, Neon green feather boa oh, Iconic Strong shadow oh. liner uh, and she's
2: fully in character. Barely
1: moved. Like a human crow just staring the soul <laughs> out of you. Oh, she was. She looks like a crow. I was obsessed with her. Okay, wait, can you bring up that song and play <sighs> a smidge of it? <laughs> Get ready. Because Elliot hears this song, and I'm like, It's my favorite song. Which, in the world. What spell did she just cast on me right now? Oh my gosh. I didn't love it. Elliot was obsessed with it. <laughs>
0: The bass.
1: Wait till it gets to the chorus. It's incredible. Boom.
2: Ah! Now, <laughs> iconic.
1: Wait, it starts speeding up and it feels okay, like I'm does. about to have a seizure.
2: So, this is what's so great. You think this is why I love Eurovision. So unpredictable. The theater. The theater.
1: Yeah you think you're in for this
2: weird little, uh, am I being possessed moment, what's happening?
1: No, I'm being be- transfixed.
2: Before you know it, you end up in a rave. Hey, 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 hey,
0: hey.
1: Okay. What that. an absolute Turn that shit off. anthem. Oh my god, I loved it. That I was my it. least favorite of the night. Fair, but I understand. you loved it, and like, here's the thing: so did Europe, because at the end, which was a really cool thing, and we're not going to say who won because I want you guys to go and watch the show. Well done! It's fun to do with the family too. Like, yes, a family could watch this.
2: It's yeah, Eurovision is a family friendly event. It is all inclusive. It's just that's what I love about it. There's so much love for just identity. There's room for everyone. It's about having fun. It's a celebration. It's a it's a European international concert that everyone's invited to I was
1: living for Serbia Serbia uh, loka, so these, loka. yeah loca loca so they came these three Serbian beauties came up these little vixens with like 15 packs of hair in <laughs> like 12 f- sets of eyelashes thigh high boots glitter every like bronze to the night it was yep. a lot of look it was very Michelle <laughs> Kelly and Beyonce super bowl it remix. was the, like the
2: the at home Housewife version No shade But that's
1: exactly so What it was shade.
2: No, no shade No shade Not at all That's just what it was When
1: they win Their fifth Grammy <laughs> it was I all, hope It was all Lips and hair And Beyonce's Dance moves Being the done The song was so catchy oh, The choreo was fantastic Do you want a little clip I have it here Yeah Here it is you Hit us with some loca loca. The hair flips. Oh, the Serbian pussycat dolls. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They were great. They were. So I'm saying like you'll get acts like that. And then in oppressed countries, like we're talking Putin's land mm-hmm. with Russia. Mm-hmm. She, was came that out, the one?
2: she came out of the dress. Yes. Oh. She came
1: out of like, she came on the stage and she was in this giant, what are those little Russian dolls where you open yes. them and there's a little one and then another little one. And she was like, like you the ever mother play, one. Did you ever play with those as a kid? I did. My mom had them, which is really weird. Yeah. My I think my mom or dad had one too, but then they passed it down. Anyway, they're really cute. Why do they? Okay. So she came out like one of those giant wooden dolls, and then her dress like opens up. Oh, and out she comes on a
2: staircase inside and she the come, dress.
1: Yeah, there was a staircase that was built inside the dress. She comes out in like a cool chic jumpsuit. Oh, and her and it was like a song, and it was like "Love Free the People." Like, yeah, we are equal. How did you know that? Wasn't it all in Russian? No. Well, yeah, it was all in Russian, you, but.
2: He was sleeper
1: agent? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> behind, behind her, it was like giant love, freedom. <laughs> oh, I
2: didn't see it. With that you mean on the whole background.
1: Equal, well, equality. It uh, feels easy. There yes. were like giant screens behind her that were like giving messages of hope Ow. to Europe. That her could, song wasn't that great, but her message right. was beautiful. Yeah. And she raps. So it's a whole other genre oh, yeah, of music yeah, it was really too. cool.
2: It's, oh, in the fire that shot up and then we thought we were all in hell for a second. Yeah.
0: Is your New Year's resolution to find time-saving solutions so you can spend less time doing things like grocery shopping and more time with your little one? As a busy parent, I'm always looking for products and brands that will make my life easier. What is one change that's easy to make that will make your life easier in 2024? Little Spoon. Little Spoon delivers fresh, healthy meals and snacks that your kiddo will love for every eating stage. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid, delivered right to your door. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime, time-saving, and convenient without compromise. Little Spoon delivers baby blends, biteables, plates, smoothies, snacks, and lunchers. Kids love it and you will too. It's all so fresh, so delicious, and made with the cleanest, high quality ingredients. Did I mention it all comes right to my door? So flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. I pick the menu and change it up with what I order every time. The price is right, the quality is unmatched. I love it, my kids love it, the grandparents love it, and I know all you lowlifers will love it too. A huge win-win-win for my family, and it can also be for yours. Simplify your kiddo's mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com lowlife and enter our code lowlife at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order.
1: Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice.
2: There is nothing like Eurovision. I think in America, the closest thing you have, like I said, is American Idol or X Factor or some song competition. But that's more like standard karaoke. It's not about stage staging or lighting or performance. I think Eurovision is the most incredible staging and lighting and overall production I've ever seen
1: on a live televised event. By far. I would second that. I agree. Yeah, it's. Amazing. France came up So there's all these dramatic acts And dramatic costumes oh. And it's it's like if you took The Voice The mass Singer mm-hmm. American Idol mm. a, li- a little dash of Hunger Games for the drama Hunger Games And then something And with just, Drag Race Great
2: B- Blended it up And like a little bit of like Like
1: Interstellar the movie Does that make sense? I never saw that Oh my god Is that god. a really well known film? Well Probably not Interstellar
2: Well think of it like Any movie Avatar I'm just thinking Ooh. of like The production Creating a magical world Yeah Every Spielberg three minutes. was behind this one Yeah They have like 30 seconds Between each song To completely wipe the stage Set it up for the next song And they come and straight out In this giant out. arena Oh it's
1: huge Yeah I don't know how many people But like, like The Astrodome or something Close it's to really 100,000 cool. or Over 118,000 people well, That was a very specific <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know why it's over
2: hundred and eighteen thousand. It was a
1: lot, and what was really cool though, while I was watching it, and I was mesmerized by it all, Ugh. I did enjoy it. Uh, but I will say it was interesting too because at the end mm. they let wait. How did they do the voting thing at the end?
2: Oh, genius! Absolute genius. Will you explain that? Yes, it's a little tricky. Whenever I've watched it in the past, basically there are two votes. Uh for each country, there is a panel of industry experts who vote for their t- top 10 favorite acts. And they get one to eight, 10, and 12 points. So their favorite act will get 12 points. Their second favorite country will get 10. Their third favorite will get eight, and then seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And all the other countries get nothing. And so when they vote at the end of the show, they go through, they go to a country and ask them for their votes. They give their 12 points, 10 points, eight through one, and they get added to the leaderboard for each country.
1: And then it adjusts itself live. So it's like a race and you can see see who's winning. You lost me there. I know. But it's okay because (laughs) when you're watching it, they'll have the representative from the country come up and they always pick some glamorous (laughs) random from Russia (laughs) or wherever it could be, Hungary. Yeah. And they're always like, hello. Welcome from Germany
2: Yeah Thank you for a wonderful show (laughs) Here are the German votes
1: Yeah One point Yeah, but they can't vote for their own country No, you
2: cannot vote for your own country's performance But you can vote for any other country From which you are not texting
1: Voting through the Apple calling It was so cute with France They're like, we have 12 votes for And they're like Italy,
2: and everyone's yes. like, ah! It's screaming it, everyone loses their minds because you can see live, you know, who's winning and when you know that there are less countries to give their votes There's more of a chance that you know who's going to win before all the votes come in if they get a big enough lead
1: So how many countries were involved in this?
2: I think 39 competed this okay. year 39 countries More than that tried to be in the last few years. I think since 2000 they've introduced semi-final rounds before the final show so There are six countries or five countries that get automatic entry to the final every year. That's France, Italy, Germany, the United Kingdom, and did I say Italy? Yes. And one other that I can't think of right now. Mm -hmm. They contribute the most money for the production of the show. So they just get to be in. Okay, That doesn't mean that they're going to win. The UK has come last, I think, every year for the last three, four, five years. I wanted to talk about that. So we're
1: watching it. And Elliot, who is a proud Bro. little English crumpet from the U.K., yes. salt and vinegar flavored. Oh, my Is my that goodness. more Australian? Sausage anyway. and chips. Yes. My- sausage and chips. Blood sausage. Okay. That's popular. No. Bangers and mash. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't you love that? No uh- um, way. <laughs> so, you said, oh, the U.K. never wins. No. They will not win. And you even said this. They won't get one single vote, I bet you. They won't even place on the board. And there are thousands of votes up for grabs, by the way. With That's the new format this year,
2: you shocking. get all of Europe votes for the total votes. And half those votes are industry
1: experts from each country. Oh, and the other half of them are. Is the public from that country. And they have an app that you can download and then it's like yes. send in your vote. That's it. Like very they do American it live for like an
2: hour and a half, two hours after the final performance, voting opens and people just go for it. And then they count them at the end of the show. It, so whoever wild. the industry expert is has as their favorite. That might not be the public's. The public might love someone that the industry experts didn't give one point to.
1: So it makes it really unpredictable for who's going to win. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Want to watch it again? Because we had our favorites, and yes. then and I thought they were in first place, mm. but you never know what's going to happen you once you open know. it up to the rest of Europe. Yes, this is a sure twist of the end. Five hundred like, votes goes to you boom. Know, yeah, and you don't even Norway. Know.
2: And what? other people are getting
1: 1 point. And you think how can that be possible? But it's possible. Yeah, cuz no one liked certain groups. Yeah. The UK, 0 points. Zero. Not one person in all of Europe. <laughs> Literally v- voted. No what? For the person. UK? Why though? So the guy wasn't that bad of a performer. Okay. I mean, it wasn't there were people that were worse than the UK. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Name, so name. I don't know I mean you're a mm. little weird alien chick like, She, she was...
2: was an icon And continues to be
1: She was like top 5 by the way Listen if she you haven't already it, googled sh- any of this
2: Go and google Eurovision 2021
1: Ukraine And enjoy I'm telling you Oh, my God. Why, why does no one vote for the UK? Why do people hate the United Kingdom so much? It's a wonderful question. Is it because of the royal family and they're like, racist towards Meghan Markle? Why? <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Sensing a theme. Just trying to throw something out there.
2: Well, what's interesting is, historically, a few years into it, the Eurovision Song Contest has always been criticized for having politically motivated voting. So there would be a pattern where... Countries would basically vote for their neighbors regardless of performance. Mm. So, like, say, uh, Spain would always vote for Portugal because they border, and Portugal would always vote for Spain. They give them their 12 points. And then it just kind of takes the fun out of it because it doesn't, it stops being about what the performance was and what the song was and more about people wanting to vote for their allies or not wanting to annoy people. It doesn't always happen. I don't really feel like that happened this year, but you never know. The UK, more now than ever, is just not the favorite of the European community. (laughs) And I get it. I might not vote for them either, honestly. If I live somewhere in Europe.
1: And why is that?
2: Well, you know, I mean, most recently, Brexit has happened a few years ago in which the British public voted by majority to remove themselves from Europe
1: because they didn't want to be connected to it. (laughs) So that... I missed that one in history class. So I missed that on the CNN scroll. <laughs> it's so silly. Brexit. The So the people of the UK were like, we don't want to be part of Europe anymore. We the, want to be a separate entity.
2: The leadership in the UK kind of started that narrative saying, the UK will be better off if it's not politically a part of Europe. Europe's bringing us down. And I'm simplifying this. <laughs> and this is not my view, but... That was the energy. There was a lot of xenophobic and racist narrative around that too. Oh, the reason why they didn't want to be part of it? Yeah, we know what refugees, there are too many people coming here. The same kind of, you know, that stuff. Uh, And then shockingly, they held a vote. They were like, let's let the public decide. And the vote was in favor of leaving. (laughs) Which is just shocking. Anyway, so now the UK is officially no longer a part of Europe.
1: That oh, doesn't wow. Matter.
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter for Eurovision because their rules are slightly different.
1: Um, but
2: in Wait, terms of being a part I feel of Europe.
1: So living under a how rock, you don't know moment. any of it, really. I mean, I know a little bit about it. You, but have like, you ever heard the term Brexit before? Uh, I know there's a really cute waffle joint. No. Uh, <laughs> and it's called Brexit no, it's and Crumpets or something. No, it's not. And it's not. like a cute little tea house. Brexit and Crumpets. Something like that. They do chicken and waffles too. It's really good. I think it's like in Downey or something <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Outside disgusting. of that Never heard of Brexit Oh
2: my gosh Well that's what Brexit is anyway It's the British exit from Europe And someone Some journalist said Brexit and I missed that one Well Farron You know what Life's hot You're doing the show It's very busy It's kept me busy I and miss One of the Brexit. world's most sought after men <laughs> you, No seriously though That's how I feel about you No People love the show Lo <laughs> Are you kidding? They're obsessed oh. with the show and with you. As what comes I. up
1: must come down. The show. I don't know ages. about that. Go up in flames. Oh please! I always get nervous <laughs> if people like because I'm like, uh oh, here comes the downfall. <laughs> um, okay, one more thing I want to say about Eurovision besides everybody hating the UK. Okay. Uh, besides it being incredible and very open-minded and having wonderful messages it for really friends does. and family. Yes. There is one standout. Not in this season, but someone that you introduced me to. Wait, who? Uh, my little delicious Conchita. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, all right. So there's this one specific singer, and she, he he won. I want to use the uh, perfect pronouns. Yes, for let's keep it.
2: And this correct. is a, that's a good point with this performer as well, because that was a a point of conversation, because it wasn't clear to people who and how this act identified i think i have some clarity for
1: you okay so elliot says have you heard conchita i said no i know that's a delicious pasta noodle that hispanic my mom will make conchitas which is like a spicy pasta sauce and it's oh, delicious on a rainy day queen. uh he said no it's a an incredible singer that was a performer on Eurovision. So he pulls it up, puts it on his. By the way, Elliot has this massive. What is this? One hundred square inch. It's huge. It's like seventy-five, I think. Seventy-five inches. Oh. Wow, just taking. <laughs> it's just massive. It's a beautiful TV. It's like I've never seen a more clear picture. To be honest. Oh, we have to get you a TV. <laughs> one. Sorry, it's not relevant. Oh, embarrassing.
2: No, okay, <laughs> like you don't
1: have a TV. I have a TV. <laughs> um, I just, here's the thing I didn't realize that TVs are a thing. And I got my TV what? five years ago. Okay. And I mean, it's it's a little bit thicker. Oh. I'd say my TV is about four inches thick. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, and it's mounted to the wall. And then Elliot saw it and was like, look at that relic. <laughs> look at that freaking walkie-talkie on your wall that Nokia brick and i just was like oh i didn't realize my tv was old and now but then i came to his place and i watched this phenomenal perfectly crisp it's true this rich is silly, color though. no one needs this it's really cool. So he pulls it. up on YouTube, Conchita, and says, you got to watch this performance. I'm just, after we watched like four hours of Eurovision, <laughs> he's like, oh, but wait, there's more. Yep. And brings this performance up. So this, I want to just describe it to the listeners, because I didn't know what to expect. But then I realized I'd seen this performer before and had no idea that he came from Eurovision. That's right. So it's this, this guy with a full, thick, luscious beard. Sharp nose, Gorgeous. probably about six foot. Yep. Beautiful, like Sofia Vergara, like thick oh. Cindy Crawford locks of hair. Oh, yep. Snatched little waist in a decadent, beautiful couture gown. Oh, Austrian delight! It was like, what am I watching right now? What, literally, what is this? Is it man, woman, unicorn? Who knows? Who cares? So already visually, it's like very stunning because you're just, it, it almost is like, it throws a curveball at you because this gorgeous dude is also like a gorgeous woman. Right. Fascinating. Amazing. And I have to say and then, one and- of the most iconic
2: Eurovision songs acts at all, winners aside, songs in Eurovision
1: that I'm aware of. Amazing. So then this magical unicorn opens his pipes. And belts out this rise of the Phoenix song that brought me and Elliot oh, to our knees. Here it is. It is incredible. He has a beautiful voice. I it rise is. like a Phoenix out of the uh,
2: seeking uh, That is oh, all you get. You have to
1: That's all you get.
2: Oh, that's all you're giving. Pay respect and go watch that because my goodness me. Yeah. The simplicity of the staging. And here's something fascinating that you don't know about this. So this year, there's a lot of hype about Eurovision in Europe on the lead up to it. There are little mini shows, they tour around, they're interviewing with people for months beforehand. Oh, it takes a long time to put the show together, a lot of money. Like I think this year. No. That can't be true. What, Elliot? 500 million people watched Eurovision. Wow. Either this show or a recent show. That's the size of audience we're talking <laughs> about, right? So this is the biggest stage in Europe. It's I think one of the only if not the only uh co-European uh broadcasted event where everyone comes together. So it's a huge opportunity for a lot of these uh amateur and non-professional some professional artists it's amazing and conchita representing austria is picking up all this traction of course because you know he was known as the
1: bearded lady the bearded lady
2: and that is was getting so many hits and clicks and everyone wanted to know more about the bearded lady and conchita so much to the point where i hope i get this right but russia actually demanded that conchita be banned from competing because they didn't like the optics of that. They didn't want this mm. man, woman, bearded lady drag act in the show. And they said that, I don't know, they wouldn't compete if, if Conchita competed or you know, Conchita shouldn't. Whatever it was, they were threatening to threatening her appearance on there saying it shouldn't happen. They were going to pull out. They were either going to pull out or they were saying that you should get rid of Conchita. Mm-hmm. But the people spoke. Eurovision spoke and I think said, no, it's not happening. And, and Conchita the people formed. And let me tell you. Tell me. Fan favorite. <laughs> Conchita won Eurovision. The winner. Oh, the, the public favorite by far. And the, I remember watching this live. I saw it. I cried my eyes out. <laughs> oh, no, I did. Not only is the song itself incredible, but to know... This is a really unique, interesting space, especially with Eurovision and the inclusivity I was talking about where this incredible performer is able to be on a stage in front of 500 million people around that number, delivering this beautiful song and everything that it represents and means to them about transformation, about rising from a fall and being knocked down, about standing strong against adversity, and doing it with the backdrop of Russia telling Conchita that that he should pull out and should not be a part of the show, uh, to a whole international audience of people and get to stand there and be strong and powerful and shine and radiant and literally rise like a phoenix uh. out of the ashes of the buildup of this grand event. And then won and voted for by the public. And then this incredible speech at the end, where she says, we are unstoppable. And then throws the trophy in the air. Uh-huh. Ah, queen! It is just one of the most incredible moments on live television. And it was broadcast to just entire nations and the impact that that can have not just on the people watching, but on the social consciousness of all of these countries, not just one, not just America, which is not the most important thing in the world, but every single country in Europe and more to be able to see someone who identifies this way be put on the pedestal that they work hard for and deserve is magical, incredible.
1: And I'm so glad that it exists. Oh, so so he won? Yeah. (laughs) After all that, you're so like, what you're saying is didn't <laughs> win, came last. No, <laughs> One One
2: Eurovision 2014. Boom! Wow! Amazing, and beat out you know 30 odd other acts to to win. And I have to say that song is incredible. It could be a James Bond theme song. It really could.
1: Literally Elliot right now. the power that that has, the intelligence that that has, the clearance that that has, the access that that has, the influence that that has, the profile that that has, the international implications that that has. Okay. (laughs) There he is. There she is. I don't know how I push my button. Woof. Incredible. So, needless to say, why don't you go rise like the Phoenix (laughs) listener if you're listening to this right now and you have a beard. (laughs) (laughs) You Get your ass out there Go and feel seen Oh, wait. Damn it. Not again. It's <laughs> on repeat. Happening. Jesus. Malfunction. Uh, anyway. Oh. Yeah, if you're listening to this, yeah, go watch Eurovision and rise like the phoenix. Please. And be inspired by Eurovision.
2: Do. Go and check out Loreen 2013, one of my all-time favorite songs and performances. L-O-R-E-E-N. Correct. In my opinion, revolutionized the Eurovision Song Contest.
1: 2013. 2013. Boom. Just picturing a little Elliot. <sighs> Watching this In his cute little underwear Oh I as meant a to tell boy. you
2: Sorry Before we are done With Eurovision uh, Abba Kind of came from Eurovision Who were world famous
1: You are the dancing queen oh! Young and sweet Only 17 with another
2: one.
0: Waterloo! Uh, (laughs) Don't know that
2: one. Okay, well, that's the one that they won Eurovision with.
1: Waterloo.
2: That was one of their first songs (laughs) out that put them on the map. Why did you say (laughs) that?
1: That's not a hit.
2: (laughs) Waterloo!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't make it here to the States. Well,
2: in Europe, it crushed it. They smashed it. And do you know who else? I don't know if you know this. Tell me who. There is someone who you know (gasps) who I think you idolize What? Oh, get out Selena Quintanilla? Oh, you almost got it Who has represented their country twice and won once at Eurovision and you might not even believe who it is
1: I'm freaking out right now Hold on, can I guess?
2: You can guess and if you don't I can give you Wait, let me give you a clue
1: Okay it's going to be a great clue Uh. (laughs) Oh my god Celine Dion? Uh! (laughs) C'est l'Indion. C'est l'Indion. Femme, quoi, ben
2: Celine Dion represented Switzerland?
1: How? She's from Quebec. I don't understand. Celine Dion was on Eurovision. Eurovision?
2: She's she's I know that she's represented Switzerland at least twice and she won one year by one single point. Hold on. She beat the UK. Yep. There's a great documentary about Eurovision uh, on YouTube, by the way, which I watched, and that's where all of my <laughs> information has come that's from. That's incredible. Yeah, Celine Dion kind of not started in Eurovision, but maybe.
1: Yeah. Before she was huge. I mean, she was 15 years old when she got a record deal. Oh, that's, wow. With René What? Uh, there's an icon. My she goodness. is iconic. But we use the word very loosely these days. That's true. I'm iconic. You sure are. Thank you. You are iconic. in one of two ways. <laughs> But Celine definitely deserved that title, and she—wow—got yeah. to start perhaps on Eurovision. This is very it. early in her career, I'm sure.
2: Very early, before she is, broke
1: in the states.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. This is a few decades ago, and um, God, she's awesome. They also have a halftime show in between the performances and the voting acts. They they you know put on a show while people vote, and that has included such performers as Madonna. No, correct. Wow, and the first ever performance of the Riverdance Dance. Or river dance without the, the
1: I don't know. Lost me at river dance. Anyway, what's the other stat I was going to tell you? <laughs> we were so excited. And the river dance. I'm like, here oh, uh, sure uh. we go. No, some people, if you're listening to this and you are down for some river dance. Well, especially if you're Irish who are. Oh. So Ireland Island is the country that has won Eurovision the most number of times. Actually, I do love. Some river dance. Okay, when the fiddler comes in, fiddler. Sometimes there'll be the river dancers, and they have the high ponies, and they're doing the kicks and the river of the dance. Okay, you have And sh- they'll have a, a violinist or a fiddler that will come and dance throughout them, and will be playing an instrument while impossible dancing on their toes. No. Impossible. Kicking- <laughs>
0: impossible. <laughs>
1: yes, it is. Okay, it's it's not, and I want to. Uh, I hate when you challenge me because I can't bring up the clip right now, but I will after this podcast. Can't wait. There's another star from Eurovision. That's very impressive, yeah. though, that they get all these great acts to go and it it's is. giving a start to people. Flow Rider performed this year. If you care about <laughs> another icon of our time, that's true. I did love some Flow back there in the go. day. I don't understand he's how no he Timberland, was on but he's no Timberland. That, is that would how be how you great. Say it or Timberland.
2: No, I, the
1: Timbaland. It's an A. Oh, yep. Timberland. Okay, you didn't <laughs> So, there's one other star that this person I love this singer and I realized that he got his start on Eurovision as well. What? Who? You well, why don't surprise, I know? Well, you do because I think you're a fan, too. I'm talking about the one and only legendary oh. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck is incredible. If yeah. you're listening to this and, well, you probably don't know who Engelbert Humperdinck is unless you're over 75. Um, <laughs> if you're around 82 years old, you're probably a big fan. <laughs> fan favorites of the Like I life. am. Um, but I love Engelbert Humperdinck. I grew up listening to him. My grandfather loved him. My nana loved him. And my dad's a big fan. My dad's all of 57 years old. Don't oh, get it, daddy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <But he>, um, <laughs> my dad is young. Fifty-seven's young for a, yeah. a dad. I mean, to have a 31-year-old. Yeah. But uh, my dad mentally, all the music he loves, I'd say he's around... Eighty-three. Oh, <laughs> so my dad loves like the Tony Bennett's, the Engelbert Humperdinck's, oh, Tom Jones, yes. Frank Sinatra, uh, Dean Martin, all the Rat Pack situation. Wow, uh, Sammy Davis, like That's all great. that stuff. Doris Day. Uh, oh, Doris, amazing. Uh, Loretta Lynn. Look anyway, the list goes on and on. Eartha uh, Kitt. Go on, say it. Not a big Eartha Kitt fan. Right. She has one or two hits. Other than one that, or two. No, you're right. Her like little meow, like her meow yes, voice. Uh, uh, have you her. seen the Emperor's New Groove? I missed that. What? I'm sorry I missed the that The Disney one. movie? Yeah, I didn't see that. You've never seen it? mm Carry on. <laughs> so, I'm disappointed. So, anyway, Engelbert Humperdinck, um, let me, I'm going to give you guys a song. <gasps> Just because if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, who the hell is that, low? Well, it's a legendary singer. He represented the UK in 2002 at the
2: Eurovision Song Contest. So, actually, more recently. What? Yeah. So,
1: wait, he was already at the, He'd already yep. had major hits. Yeah, he didn't get his start at Eurovision. Okay, just gave you some fake news. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> 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 That's going to have such a big impact. Kind of took the wind out of my sail. <laughs> no, Wait, sorry. he did it in 2002. So he was like 70 when he did it. That's correct. Did he win? Oh my God, Ellie, are you kidding me? Well, he represented the UK. Oh, yeah. So he had.
2: The UK has won five times, I found out, which shocked me, but like 100 yeah, years but after ago. the...
1: Breaks it, <laughs> it's never happening again, yeah. So, Inglebert Humperdinck, what I loved about him mm. is he had a song called Cuando Cuando Cuando, which is win 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 Ugh. in Espanol. Sí. And I was like, Oh my god, this white dude is singing Espanol. And I remember, you know, my Nana was like, I like, there's a white man singing about our people, even <laughs> though he's butchering the language, but it's so good. Butcher away, Ingelbert.
0: Please don't. When will you say yes to me? Tell me wonder, wonder, wonder. You mean happiness to me.
1: I mean come on the saxophones instruments the silky voice. I love that. You he held out for that oh at the end. So excited mm. after I found out that he was uh, on Eurovision although I thought he got his start there. <laughs> nope. I realized that he's going to be in concert and Ellie and I are doing a date night, double date night with <laughs> my parents. I know I'm, I'm splurging on the tickets. We should live stream the whole thing. $12 and 50 cents a ticket. <laughs> He's playing in Burbank <laughs> and we're freaking going. I'm paying for your ticket. We're doing VIP. So it's like 50 bucks. I can't wait. And we're going, yeah, double date. Which 50 bucks of VIP. I believe so. If I think it's a hundred for a meet and greet. So we're doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> Please.
2: Can um, we get him on the show?
1: Oh, yeah, maybe Go, you know,
2: sound? Oh, do it I'm sure he'll be game <laughs> no,
1: no, he's iconic He's not going to do my show Like he's What are you talking Engelbert about? Engelbert Humperdinck okay. is I'm an handle. institution So I love him but I doubt he would Like come on The Low Life I don't even know he, if he's, Of
2: course Come on now Maybe But The when,
1: only way to get Engelbert Humperdinck Is if he has a grandkid Or uh, someone in his family that listens to podcasts because I really want Tom Jones on my show because oh, I'm obsessed with him. Although my girlfriend Jessie uh, is friends with him because she did The Voice with him. That's right. I watched that. It was so good. So I'm going to ask Jess, like, hey, could you put in a good word for me for <laughs> Tom Jones? <laughs> um, because he ended up doing a podcast that I love uh, as a guest and he'd never done a podcast. I mean, come on, Tom <gasps> Jones. Yeah. He's in his 80s. His voice is still silky. He's in his 80s. Yeah and wow. he still sounds he's a fox freaking man. Earth. he is a fox yeah god beautiful man yes and he did this podcast and he's like my son's a big fan of the podcast to this host that um it was the Mark Marin's Mark podcast i believe Anyway, and it was a great interview mm. So I have already DM'd his son And <gasps> then I'm going to try going the Jesse Jesse J yes. um, And Jess is going to come on the podcast too Which will Icon. be so good But back to Engelbert Back to our little date night concert It's going to be so fun I'm so excited It's going to be like my fourth concert ever in my life Oh, and what a historical one to go to Because we have to see him It's in October Yeah, I pray to God he makes it to October Ellie, I'll be so upset. We this is the only chance we get to see him because he's going to die. It's very soon. I mean, Luke
2: saw the tickets and he's like, "We've got two weeks. Let's go." <laughs> two weeks left. <laughs> Cause he's
1: oh. wait. Let me just check on his age. Yeah. Wait, and will you tell everyone the story you told me? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. He was born May 2nd, 1936. Oh. He's 85. Oh, what a little dumpling. Yeah. So we have to see him because it will be his last performance. All right. why? Most I'm, likely.
2: Now I feel tense until October in case something happens. Same.
1: I feel it too.
2: Imagine we get to September and
1: there's just a headline. Oh my, don't. I'm sorry. Why did I? Don't even. I take hurt. it back. I take ah. it back. Cool. So I've seen him twice in concert already oh. Super fan um, <laughs> Yeah, I went with my parents Okay, oh I was telling you the story yes. Which is so fun So I went to see him at uh, Have you ever been to Pachanga Casino or Morongo Casino? Absolutely not You've never been to Casino Morongo? Why is that There's shocking. one in Temecula because it's a really fun place Oh no, no one takes me We're going to Casino Morongo Wait, where is the show? The Oh, to. that one's in Burbank. Okay. So well. it's local <laughs> here in LA. But- yeah. No, but I went to see him in Temecula and then in the desert. So there's Pachanga uh, and it's an Indian resort casino oh. and Morongo. And they usually will have really big headlining acts like Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh. So I went with my parents and it was, I think, and the Burbank show, I believe, is a matinee show, mm. <laughs> early bird special. So we'll have an early <laughs> dinner at like three and then go to the concert at like 4.30. <laughs> So uh, I went with my parents and it was uh, one of the best nights of my life. But we go to the show, we're in the audience and Engelbert gets on the stage. And I noticed that my parents, when we went, I was really young. I was, I was like 13 years old. So eighth grade. And my parents were at that time, I guess in their like late forties. But I noticed everyone in the audience was like 85 and up. It was, it was an elderly crowd. A lot of wheelchairs up in that audience. Oof, oxygen tanks, the works. <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot of canes. It was so Engelbert gets on the stage and he's like, you know, uh, tell me when will you be mine? Tell me quando, quando. All of a sudden, the lights were down, of course, because he's performing, of course. And then the lights would come up all of a sudden, mm. and I'm like, what the? F- why are all the lights coming on? And then, like a paramedic would come in. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the gurney ah! <laughs> and, so, I'm so and someone would like pass out because the audience was so old. So, and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm freaking out. My mom and dad are like, oh shit. Like who's, who's like dying in the audience. They put the person on the stretcher. Engelbert didn't skip a beat. Consummate professional. Kept going with the song. And then, you know, the lights would go back down. And then all of a sudden he'd go into his next song or whatever. Lights would come back up. It happened like four times. (laughs) Four people died at a show. A few heart attacks, a couple strokes, perhaps. I mean, it was insane. Oh. But, like, no one was phased by it. Everyone just kept on, Engelbert! Oh, like wow. They were all cheering. My, and then by the time the third person was gurneyed out, I was it's like, part of the show. I, this is part of the show. Oh. I'm going to enjoy it. Maybe and that's some
2: people's wish, you know? Maybe they're like, I want to go out to Engelbert. Let's go make it happen. That's the only way I would love to die. Well, concert euthanasia. Oh, okay. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs>
1: that's what it would He's mean. that powerful. Like, he could... Hey, just knock the life out of you with his face and voice. He was quite the looker when he was younger. And he hid the fact that Rude. he was, uh, well, he's still good looking. I would do. Yeah, I'm down for an 85 year old. I'd say no to nothing these days. It's pandemic. <laughs> 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 Shit. I'm thirsty. <laughs> so. Talk after this. <laughs> oh. um, but he hid the fact that he was Navajo. He was he was uh, part Navajo Indian, and he's a mixture, but he has an exotic look, high cheekbones, and he's a tall man, but he hid it from the world because he didn't want to be uh, known as a minority. Ugh, ew, I, I get it, but how gross. Same Yeah. I I mean I'm Hispanic but like at my school I'd be like I'd hold on to that little splash of German just so that I could fit in for the couple kids. Wait,
2: do you know your whole full breakdown of everything? I'm
1: literally like 90% Hispanic with a splash of German. Wait, that's it? Yeah, that's Oh, I mean we could do like the ancestry.com. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. of course there's Spanish. It's a lot of Spanish, Mexican and more Spanish. Okay. It's a lot of and Indian. Oh. Native American or Native American Indian? That's different. Yeah. Sacagawea's. Oh, so not Indian, but Native American. Oh, right. You thought like Indian from India. Yes. Oh no, you said Indian. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually so wrong to say too. But again, not your fault. No one's fault. There's just language evolving all the time, right? Right, like if you say someone's Indian, then you're from India. But a lot of people would refer to Indians back in days to be cowboys and Indians, which would be Americans. Right. And so I'm thinking native more of the Cherokee people. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Ugh, yeah, that's just true. Uh, and it's funny because my great grandfather, I saw a photo of him on my mother's side. Mm. He looked like a tr- chief leader, <gasps> and he should have been in a teepee. Oh, Str- like super. <laughs> Super Native American. Beautiful. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, Some of the most beautiful people in the world. The sharp cheekbones. Oh. Beautiful eyes that see through your soul. Oh, something Thick, magical. Thick black hair. You. Yep. Tall, Get lean it. chief leader. Woof. So, and then it's interesting because my mom has light skin, uh, light eyes and dark hair. Mm. But when she goes in the sun, Ooh. she turns into Sacagawea. Total Native American. <laughs> she gets this beautiful, rich color. Oh. oh, it's really pretty. Like her skin, it d- the melanin like shows it just up. Activates. It, it totally gets activated. Oh, so her. she's very careful because she's like, she will turn so dark, and she's like, oh my god, like wow, because you can still burn. You know, yeah, it just doesn't course. turn red for her. Ugh, yeah, I've learned that lesson. Um, and me, I don't get. I wish I got that dark. Oh, does not happen for you. I get dark, but I get like Hispanic dark. What's this? Uh, Self tanner. All right. We can gonna... actually wait, no, I lied. This is real. That's real? This is my real skin. There you go. Yeah. I listen. It's I... more, but you know what? That's the only thing I think because most of my features I think are, I don't know, Hispanic. I don't know. I look like my dad. Okay. And he's a mixtration. Anyway. Okay. But um, I will burn a little bit. I'll turn a little red, like on my face, and then my skin doesn't get like super dark. It gets kind of like a I have an olive. Tone, anyway. Ugh, right. I turned like we, Yeah, what? Are, golden. Stop talking about it's golden your skin. Yeah, <laughs> this is an audio podcast. Lower. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy your it. skin. <laughs> I'd say I'm trying to describe the color. Your color. me?
2: Oh, the the description you gave me in the first episode made me really happy. I what did know I say? It. Some kind of drink, mocha blend. There's some probably something like that. I I'd say you're like today. a caramel macchiato. Oh my, yeah. I take that. Mm. Drink it up. Thanks. I change a lot. There's lots of yellow on me as well, though. Mm -hmm. Like My chest is pretty yellow right now.
1: You're perfect.
2: Oh, my God.
1: And on that note, we're going to leave the episode right there for today. But we have more conversation with Elliot coming in hot. Next week is part two of the Conversation with Elliot Knight. We dive into another topic, of course. I mean, that's enough Eurovision for today. (laughs) Can you imagine? I'm like, part two next week is a two-hour special episode continuing the discussion on Eurovision, (laughs) Um, which I would love to do. I could talk to him about anything, really, though. Um, But next week, we're reviewing a really good documentary, and we're diving into European culture versus America. So that will be uh, next week. Oh, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the low life podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I've been taking the time to read a lot of the messages that people who are sliding into my DMS, the low lifers. And I just love getting to know you guys and have conversations. And so many of you have opened up and shared your personal stories with me. So I'm responding to a bunch of messages uh, that I've been getting, and I'll be doing more of that this weekend. If you're a new listener to the low life podcast, Bienvenidos. Welcome, puta. I'm glad you're here. I hope you come back for some more. And if you're an OG listener, you've been listening since day one. I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my little spicy heart, because this has been such a rocky road, right? Like it is just a really interesting journey to go on when you start a podcast, because I have no idea what to expect. But I'm learning as I go along, and I've been very transparent with everything in regards to like, we don't have ads or we don't have sponsors this week because, you know, we're just starting out and we're figuring it out as we go along. But I've learned from my producers that when you have reviews on Apple Podcasts, ratings, and subscriptions to your podcast, that's what helps tremendously. And of course, using like the promo codes for the sponsors, but I'm making sure the sponsors I have on the show, like, I'm using them, I endorse them, not selling you any bullshit on this podcast. If it's on the show, It's something I can stand behind and in regards to the ratings reviews and five stars and all that, it helps so much because the more reviews you get, especially for the up and coming podcasts, like the new kids on the block, the little rainbow fish and the giant ocean of other podcasts, uh, actually leaving a review on Apple podcasts, writing one that helps tremendously. It helps with everything, the analytics, and there's a whole thing that goes behind it for sponsors. Um, because they see that, and it also keeps you relevant on Apple Podcasts, and it it just helps a lot. So thank you so so much for taking the time to actually write a review. I read every single one of them, and I'm so appreciative and thankful for you to give your time here at the Low Life Podcast. Because there are thousands of podcasts, and there's you know at least a couple hundred launching every day. I feel like so the fact that you're choosing to be here and spending your time at the Low Life Podcast. I just will never take it for granted. I'm so appreciative. And I just want to say gracias and thank you and give a special shout out to some listeners who have taken the time to write review. Many of you have written multiple reviews. So thank you for that because the more, the better. And some people just leave a little emoji, throw five stars and a little heart my way, a little champagne pop perhaps. A lot of people throw dick emojis. It's pride month, throw a couple eggplant dicks my way, maybe a few rainbows and some hearts and you got yourself a review with five stars like that helps a lot. Or if you're taking the time to actually write something that's so beautiful. And again, I appreciate each and every single damn review because it really keeps this little shit show afloat. It truly does. So a special shout out right now to these low lifers who are keeping this little engine that could go in. Okay. First one up comes from Amber SLA. Amber's LA and she writes, why does he keep cussing me in Spanish? <laughs> why does he keep cussing me in Spanish? Five stars. I don't know why, but I'm gonna keep listening. <laughs> Amber, you talented, beautiful puta. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that hilarious review. Next review comes from Steph Jolie. S T E P H J O L L E Y. She writes, I wish I could roll my R's. (laughs) Love listening to Lo and his spicy stories. If only I could say cilantro like Lo. Love you, boo. Just got to practice rolling that R. I don't know how to teach rolling the R. Like, yeah, I don't know how to teach that. But it's like a weird positioning of the tongue. You know, you got to just roll the R. But I don't know. You just practice makes perfect, puta. That's what you got to do. Thank you, Steph, for leaving that comment. and Keep working on rolling them R's, boo. Next review comes from Amanda Lorisella. Oh, I love that name. Amanda writes, this podcast gives me life, five stars, low. I listen to a different podcast every day, but this one is by far the highlight of my week. Oh, wow. It always makes me smile and laugh no matter what mood I be in that day. I'm a hardcore Vino. <gasps> Welcome, Vino. And literally screamed squeals of joy when I found out that you were getting your own podcast. Love you, puta, with a heart. Oh, love when we get the Vinos coming over to the Low Life podcast, because that's a podcast that I love listening to. I'm a fellow Vino, so this is a safe place for the Vinos to come and hang as well. All right, next review comes from Sadie underscore dash two two. Sadie writes, my number one go-to podcast. Low, where do I begin? Fell in love with you on KB's podcast and always wish you would start your own. Her episodes with you were always my favorite. I've been a listener to the Low Life Podcast since the OG episode, and I always look forward to hearing your hilarious, heartfelt, interesting, and unpredictable stories and conversations with guests. This podcast is always my first go-to, and I listen to many simply because of Low's fabulous personality. Thank you for this gift to us, the listeners. Also, thank you for making me giggle uncontrollably like a lunatic when I'm out on my walks in public. Much love, Sadie. Sadie, thank you so much for taking the time to write that review. And I love that I'm making you laugh like a freaking lunatic on your walks. (laughs) I feel like life is just too serious sometimes. Like, I love listening to some depressing podcasts. Like, I'm down for true crime and all that stuff. But sometimes you just got to lighten things up and just, again, not take yourself too seriously. There's enough of that going on in the world already. So anyway, the fact that I could make you laugh and you enjoy my weird stories that are a little off the wall... (laughs) Like it's a definitely a specific brand of humor. It's not for everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I describe my humor as like salt and vinegar chips. You know, it's fun. Sometimes it hurts the roof of your mouth, but it's enjoyable. Not by everyone, but I hope the ones that do enjoy this salt and vinegar humor keep coming back for more. Next review comes from Taylor from Montana. (gasps) Hey, Queen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love that you are sending this from Montana. I'm a huge fan. Maybe one day I'll have a house there. I'm obsessed. With Montana. And in her review on Apple Podcasts, she put a little sunflower. That's very symbolic. The low lifers know that one. A little sunflower reminds me of Dookie. And she writes, Lo, thank you for sharing your authentic self with the world. You make me happy when skies are gray. Keep doing you and drinking your water, Buddha. <laughs> thank you for the reminder. Currently, I'm drinking a little trashy sangria as we speak, but I definitely need to drink some more friggin' agua. And hopefully we get to meet when I go to Montana, because I go there regularly, especially because my aunt lives there. Next review comes from Rose2965, and she writes, Great podcast. I just started your pod two weeks ago, and I'm binging them like crazy. I love the show, and the guests you've chosen have great energy. Keep it up, my friend. I will definitely be keeping it up, and thank you for leaving that thoughtful review, Rose. I have some amazing guests coming in hot, so stay tuned. And I'm so glad you're binge listening. I love doing that with podcasts especially with the new one. So welcome to the low life experience, the shit show that is our podcast. (laughs) I hope you guys have a great rest of your week going into the weekend. I'm going to be masking and relaxing. It's a little self-care weekend, much needed for me. I have to work on Saturday, but Sunday I'm just unplugging and just throwing myself into cleaning my place, which actually relaxes me and doing some nice masks. I'm making them from scratch. I got a bunch of recipes, doing honey, Oats, avocado, putting that all over my face. I have another one that like tightens and brightens, and they're kind of like Lush uh, masks. If you're familiar with Lush, uh, it's a skincare type beauty brand uh, from Canada. Actually, they have these fresh masks that you can buy, and they have to be refrigerated because it's all you know fresh ingredients, and there's no preservatives. But I looked a lot of them up online, and I'm like, I'm about to try and make my own. So I I bought a bunch of ingredients, and I'll be like a little chemists making potions and skincare type things over the weekend. But anyway, I hope you enjoy your weekend. Take a shower, take a shot, live it up, but don't forget to drink your water with us because I know you're thirsty. I love you and I'm out. We keep it moving,
0: yeah we